Hey everybody and welcome to the Daily Objective. Uh, today I've got Antoine with me. <clears throat> Thanks for joining me, Antoine. Um, so our topic today is going to be a march that happened in Paris a few days ago, um, which saw parties from across the political spectrum march against anti-Semitism and I guess sort of broadly in favour of Israel. And we're going to be talking about particularly something that was notable about the march, which was the um, presence at the march of Marine Le Pen and the National Rally Party and the absence of uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon and the kind of far left and <clears throat> how this is a kind of something that's been commented on as a historic change for French politics in the future because historically the National Rally was kind of associated with an anti-Jewish sentiment and the far left would have supported Jews and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, <clears throat> just to start off with the daily news update though, we're in day 40 of the war at the moment, um, it does seem like the war is hopefully drawing to its latter stage. Um, some commentators have been predicting that it's probably not going to last another two or three weeks. Um, this is connected to the fact that today, although yesterday the IDF had captured the Hamas parliament, today they actually destroyed the Hamas parliament, they blew it up. And <clears throat> it's also connected to ongoing fighting in the Al-Shifa hospital. We're going to be talking about that on... <clears throat> Excuse me, everyone, but I've frogged my throat. That's connected to... Um, so the Al-Shifa hospital, we're talking about the Al-Shifa hospital and TRS in the next show, so I'm not going to talk about it too much, but um, the US has intelligence that supposedly correlates with the Israelis' intelligence that the Hamas HQ is beneath the hospital. Um, IDF forces have been in the hospital for the last 24 hours interrogating people. There's been some reports of shooting going on, which have been unverified. Um, actually, I just checked before we went live, apparently the IDF soldiers are actually withdrawn from the hospital. <clears throat> so presumably their objective there has been achieved we'll see what the Israelis say in the next 24 hours but they've blown up the Hamas parliament they've seemingly captured the Hamas HQ so the war's hopefully drawing to an end the death toll of Israeli soldiers is standing around 45, 46 at the moment and hopefully we're not going to see it go any higher um, but that was most of the news that we have for today so <clears throat> Antoine at this rally as I kind of said the thing that people were talking about a lot more than the fact that there was you know a lovely showing of support for israel and for jews and a display against anti-semitism um people were shocked to see marine le pen there um could you give us some context on who she is what her party is and, and why that's shocking yeah so th this goes back quite a long time uh, in terms of actual details um basically the two main protagonists here along with the governmental side of the, the issue uh, is going to be yeah, the, the national rally uh, which used to be the national front the front national uh, which was technically founded in the 73 i think uh, by mr jean-marie le pen uh, mrs le pen's uh, father and uh very uh, yeah notorious vaffinesses um, and there have been multiple questions around uh, particular party, a lot of statements by um, Jean-Marie Le Pen during his, um, while he was chairing the party. Uh, his most notorious statement in regards um, to anti-Semitism is uh, claiming over and over again in the European Parliament, among other things, uh, that the um, genocides, the Second World War uh, genocide was a detail of history, and sometimes saying the detail of the Second World War, uh, kind of trying to veil that under some kind of historical points. Uh, that's what he's been named for, but known for, but there have been more than enough examples of 
people quite high up in the party, low in the party, like force, like violence being used by members of the party in an anti-Semitic uh, sense. Um, and basically the party has been known for being, among other things, um, quite uh, racist, anti-Semitic in some of its roots. Um, it's not the only thing uh, that determines the party. It's always been kind of um, really countercurrent, always trying to go against power as one of its main identities. And that's actually a very important point in regard to what happened on the 12th of November at this march. Um, and it's always been kind of for the small people. Uh, the small people have having changed over time. It used to be more like independent small business owners, um, like generally like maybe laborers, farmers. Um, things have moved more towards uh, kind of disinherited or um, like the lower class uh, people in general, white often. Um, so it's kind of, there's it been a small shift in the kind of electoral population they're aiming at. But basically, it's generally considered to be far right, uh, depending on what kind of denomination you want to use. Um, quite clear anti-Semitism from Le Pen, the father. A very interesting thing about this party is it's essentially a dynasty. <laughs> Uh, it's a party where uh, members of the same family uh, get re either re-elected or elected after the previous member um, either does something bad or is just sick of ruling the party. So you had Le Pen father, who up until 2003 or so was kind of really um, kind of close to winning elections once, but he was in the second round of the um, presidential election. And then after that, um, this kind of half success, half failure. Um, he essentially gave the control of the party to Marine Le Pen, who um, you mentioned, who has been directing the party for um, the last uh, 10 years, 15 years, I think. And then, well, a bit more 15 years. Basically, she was directing the party until very recently, uh, where her own chair of the party uh, was passed on to a certain Jordan Bardella, who... Uh, even though that he's not wearing the Le Pen name, is actually married to the within the Le Pen family, so still a dynasty, um, but kind of is a, allowing himself a bit of distance from all this. Um, and kind of to get yeah, to finish off the background, we'll see that there's, there's more information needed. So basically, the um, the Le Pen, um, Marine Le Pen especially, uh, Le Pen mission and the Bardella mission now is to distance itself from the past of the party. Um, they have understood the really bad optics that come with um, associating yourself with um, Jean-Marie Le Pen, so the founder, and they've been trying a lot of things. Among other things, when the founder resigned from the chair of the party, he was put as an honorary member, and he was relatively recently, some eight years ago, actually um, ejected from the party um, for his anti-Semitic views uh, that uh, have been condemned more or less depending on the, the member of the party. Um, and he's there's been some in fighting over, over that. Uh, but he's been pushed out and there's been an attempt to undemonize the party, uh, to really bring the party, to normalize it uh, more than uh, usual. On the opposite, you've got yeah, the, um, there's not a really great name for it, the France Insoumise, so the unbowed, the unbroken, uh, which are headed right now by yeah, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, who is a former head of the Communist Party of France. Uh, Communist Party essentially lost all its members to his new party. Um, and now it's yeah, these unbowed, um, generally quite 
typical far left uh, in uh, pretty much, yeah, quite green, uh, very like Trotskyist, I guess. Um, quite typical far left, just in a French way. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so, and the notable thing, I guess, given the history, the anti-Semitic history of the National Front or now the National Rally Party, is that they were present at this mass demonstration in Paris. Um, and as you said, they've gone through a kind of process of detoxification, wanting to appeal more to the mainstream and um, even changing their position on certain things. They used to be a Eurosceptic party. Now they just want to be in Europe but reform it. Um, and they've been... I guess people show they've been very successful. Um, they haven't ever won, but I think did she come second to Macron at the last presidential elections? So she came second to Macron in the last two presidential elections. Mm -hmm. um, arguably, she is the reason why uh, she got elected in, in a way. Um, she actually got the majority at the first round. So if you don't know what the how the French election system works, basically you get the majority votes, uh, but nobody, no one ever gets majority vote in the first round. Uh, so the first two candidates then get the second round and you get to only vote for uh, either of them or for no one. So um, I think for the not last election, but the one before, she got, actually got the majority or like uh, the highest number of votes in the first round, uh, then losing by an absolute landslide, like 80% against 20% um, in the in the second round. Um, I think she actually lost. Uh, she wasn't. She, I think she was second in the last election uh, behind Macron, but again, came to the second round of the elections and um, lost there, again, by a landslide. Um, this is very typical of French politics whenever the Front National, the National Front and the National um, Rally is present at something big like this. It, it is like, it is the, the boogeyman of politics. It is absolutely detested, that, that movement. Uh, it's why there's an attempt to um, rebuild, um, rebuild the, the, its, its reputation. And that's the reason why there's a big shift between first and second rounds, uh, because on the first round, people vote for whoever they want to vote. Second round, they realize Le Pen is at risk of becoming in power. And then the entirety of the political spectrum that is not Le Pen or National Rally or National Front uh, just goes for whoever is not Le Pen on the second round. So um, that happened when Jean-Marie Le Pen and he got elected. And then for the last two elections, uh, kind of putting Macron in power. So they, they've been close, but not close um, to power. Um, they've been in the second round, which looks good, but at the same time, absolutely blown out of the water whenever because of their reputation and the fact that the entire of France just rallied behind Macron. Against them, not for Macron, but against them. Oh. So what do you make of their presence at this rally then, given is this... Do you think this is just, again, kind of optics? They, they're at this rally because they want to distance themselves from the anti-Semitism that's in the past. Um, is this a legitimate kind of view that's held amongst the members? And what do you make of Jean-Luc Mélenchon not being there? And, he, and part of the kind of reporting on this was that he was refusing to be there because he um, kind of supports a view of um, Israel and Palestine, where Israel is a kind of post-colonial occupying nation that's uh, slaughtering the innocent Gazans. So he doesn't want to be there because um, he views it as a rally that's supporting the murder of innocent Gazan people. Um, what do you make of his absence and what do, you, what do you make about the national rally's presence at that rally? So the, the question of whether there's still large-scale anti-Semitism in the national rally, um, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell <laughs> because you're not going to poll them and ask you, like, 
are you a bad person? Because that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, whatever people might believe, uh, this like in the actual, as far as the what the, their overt beliefs are, it's always difficult to uh, ponder that. But there's been kind of um, you know some members of the party of the national rally have um, openly said that they believed they believe that um, Marie Le Pen was anti-Semitic and that they, they definitely condemn it. And there's definitely a lot of politicking around, like really distancing themselves from the anti-Semitism in particular. Um, very interestingly, the position of the national rally in the um, in the march is very important. Um, the national rally was not at the front of the march. At the front of the march, you had the people who had called the march, you had uh, old presidents, former presidents of France. There were a lot of very important political figures. Um, the national rally was behind. It was at the back of the march, separated. There was a clear separation, um, not necessarily like by force. There wasn't a police line around them, but they were just separated um, from from the, the front. Um, first of all, I'm seeing it as kind of a political point. Um, I think uh, they're, they're just they are trying uh, anything they see as a as a way to de-demonize themselves in the eyes of the public. So this was a great opportunity. And apparently they were among the first to really come out against um, the atrocities and really condemn them properly. So I think it's mainly political. I wouldn't be surprised if they were you know, equally shocked. I mean, after all, they, they are trying to defend some kind of view of civilization, um, some image of civilization that fits Israel much more than it fits Hamas. Um, however much you may say that the ideas differ or, or are similar. Um, they are definitely anti-Islamist in the most extreme sense uh, and anti-Muslim in many ways. So um, it, kind of, it, it fits there broadly. Um, Israel right now also its government is relatively conservative. Uh, so that, that fits there as well. Uh, but yeah, interestingly, they were at the back, um, but they were still there, right? So they're still there. They're still like anti-demonizing themselves. They're marching in the name of uh, the fight against anti-Semitism, but they're separate from the from the front, and that's very important because even though the the national rally is trying to show itself as um, no longer a fringe group, is trying to not make itself a mainstream group right? because the mainstream is uh, equally um, horrible. Right? They they they're still playing the underdog card, saying we are against the currents. So that positioning within the rally is actually quite strategic. Uh, in the sense that uh, they're trying to keep that moral high ground without being too close to the status quo. So I I'm seeing it as a lot of politic politicking. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they um, agreed um, in general with the, the sentiments. Uh, there's been a, some kind of purging of the anti-Semitic part of the party. Um, in regards to the extreme left, there's a lot of different things that happen and that that uh, France Unbowed party is... Uh, it's not necessarily like completely homogenous in its set of beliefs. Um, as far as what Jean-Luc Mélenchon has said, so the head of the party, um, he's refused to um, condemn the Hamas attacks as terrorists. And he's kind of said what you've mentioned, which is uh, they've done, did a bit of um, kind of equaling between Israel and Hamas, uh, making points about decolonization. Um, the, the that party is, is quite like postmodern in that sense. If you know, like all those discourses around post, uh, decolonization, uh, kind of radical feminism, it's, it's quite close to that. Very intellectual in that sense. Uh, made points about decolonization, uh, necessary to fight back. So he's been quite against it. He wasn't seen at any kind of march, uh, but some of his the high up members of his parties were seen. 
just not in Paris. So there were actually a number of marches elsewhere. And um, the those members of uh, the France Unbowed um, were seen chanting and kind of standing behind like fight against anti-Semitism banner, which kind of prompted a double discourse around why um, they decided to not march in Paris. Um, some being around what you said, being just uh, not being too keen to be in a march which, which looked like it was supporting Israel, like there was a question about Israel there, and the, and the question of them not wanting to be seen alongside the national rally and making some kind of very strong points of principle that they would basically the national rally is completely anathema and doesn't deserve to be humored in that sense, like regardless of how nice the um, rhetoric of the national rally may be, uh, basically they refuse to take part in the march which legitimizes that party. So it's uh, there's a question of either again it's politicking or there might be uh, questions of actual ideology and not wanting to uh, support I guess the Zionist cause by marching against anti-Semitism. Yeah and so I guess the the thing that people have speculated on is that this is, you know, I guess, as we kind of implied, this is a big kind of shakeup um, for the front, the French political spectrum, in a sense. Um, the kind of, and this is meaningful, I guess, in that my impression of French politics is that the extremes are kind of more significant players than they are in other countries. Like the extreme left and the extreme right in Britain don't really have a voice. Like the Communist Party, I think, still exists, but like there's like 400 people there and there's like and the bnp i think technically still exists the british nationalist party but again they have like a few hundred members um <clears throat> so kind of what the extremes my impression is that what the extremes are doing in french politics is more significant is something that holds more weight for the kind of future of french politics and given that they're kind of reorienting reorienting reorientating themselves like this um people are thinking that this might represent a kind of a change for the future of France um do you think so do you think this holds any significance like this might hold significance like for like in a minor way for these parties but like, I would assume that this is quite bad for Jean-Luc Mélenchon's party in the far left this is probably kind of PR suicide I would kind of think um and this is quite good PR for the national rally whether people actually buy that they're legitimately no longer anti-semitic or not i guess is hard to tell but do you think this holds do you think this matters at all or do you think this is just surface image politics that kind of thing the question of uh the place of the extremes i mean it depends what you, could, you call an extreme and what kind of political um scale you're using uh, technically the far left and far right are very similar economically uh they have they just disagree on who should get uh, the bonus money uh, and who should, should be the most and least oppressed. Um, so like, do they have a bigger role? Like in a way, I'm tempted to say like most of the French population agree with their extremely interventionist policies and even Macron who perhaps tried to keep some kind of liberal line uh, is also very interventionist. So are they extreme in the sense of economics? Well, maybe in the view of you know Americans or the Brits, but as far as the French go, like those economics are not that extreme at all. Um, the only um, extreme left is seen as extreme because they're maybe they're more vocal. But again, that their general policies are pretty accepted. Uh, they're just seen as you know a bit too a bit too into their thing, 
right? They're, they're, they're just, it would be kind of nice if they calmed down a little and were a bit more um, unionist. Um, and then the extreme right, yeah, they're, they're unfortunately a bit, I'm talking again as, as a stereotype here, but like, um, you know, a, a bit a bit too racist for people's taste. And that, that's uh, that's about it. And that's, it's not exactly like, you know, libertarian right against communists. It's, it's, as far as extremes go, it's not the same thing. They're still titled that way, but it's, I wouldn't do a one-to-one -one comparison and necessarily say, well, extremes in France have more impact than in the UK because it's not the same extremes. Um, that would probably require much more, much deeper political analysis, um, which would be interesting. But um, yeah, I, I, I can see what you mean, but I, I, I don't know in the end if it comes down to the same. Um, in terms of change, I think for the National Front, it doesn't doesn't change at all the National Front National Rally doesn't change at all what they've been doing. But this is entirely in line with what, what they've been doing for the last twenty years, um, since yeah, since, at least since uh, Jean Marie Le Pen left. Um, this is very much their thing. Uh, does it is it does this mark a break? I don't think so. Um, I mean. Yes, now they have this political card where they say we were at the march. So that, that's a good card to play. Um, has it changed people's view of them? I don't think so. Um, I don't think that's enough, enough of a break for people to stop seeing them as they see them. And I'm not sure how they could potentially achieve a real change from the past. Um, I think it's a bigger change for the for the left, for sure. Um, it's like maybe a very minor win for for the national rally, but for yeah for the unbowed, it's as we said pretty bad uh, bad optics. Also depending on what comes of it and how the discourse changes um, internationally. Um, if you know we have a stream for two weeks of Hamas crimes and Hamas tunnels on the hospitals and like you know nonstop things like that, it's going to look super bad. Um, if we have streams of for two weeks of numbers of Palestinian children killed, um, they might look fine, uh, fine-ish. Um, but yes, the, their refusal to really call Hamas terrorist organization can be like a pretty massive change. Uh, it would be interesting to see what the polls look like after that, before and after. Uh, I would not be surprised if that hurt them quite a bit because they were, there was widespread condemnation from the entire political spectrum. Uh, that's not uh, that's that's not the unbowed uh, against them, which is normally something that happens to the National Front. Normally, just everyone piles on the National Front and just feels morally superior by virtue of not being uh, racist. And now it's now it's the opposite, which is uh, very rare to see. Uh, normally, the left is yeah just much more um, into the culture, and and this is yeah, definitely a break from the left wing side of of this. Mm -hmm. Let me just read out the super chats just before we get to kind of the final bit of the show. So, uh, ninety nine cents from Bonnie, thank you very much, Bonnie, and three ninety nine from Jonathan, uh, regular sports, of course. Thank you very much, guys. And then two euros from uh, Walter Bischak. I just that sounds like a German name more than a French one, but euros. So there you go, relevant to the show. Um, so then I guess just Antoine, where do you see the future of French politics going then? Um, and we, we've been talking about the extremes, but we can talk about on Marche as well. Um, do you think that they're basically going to maintain power going forward? Or do you think that, you know, is the trend, because <clears throat> from what you hear from outside um, of France, at least my impression, just kind of vaguely paying attention to French politics, is that 
Marine Le Pen is kind of over quite a long time, but or you know the national rally, let's say, is gathering support in a way that um, might lead to successes in the future. Now, if the way the voting system works means that it's just kind of surface success rather than real success, because once you get to the second round, she's obliterated. I guess that's that might not actually be a meaningful worry. But do you think that? Do you think the national rally is going to be successful in the future? Um, do you what do you think about the future of Armash and what do you think about the future of the far left then? I think this because of the the way the political system works, and in part because of kind of this um, the fact that we have like now kind of two quite strong extreme parties that now both are kind of anathema. Um, a lot will depend on how Armash does. So if Armash does fine, I good enough to be in the second place or better of polls and of elections, um, this is super good for Amash uh, because now you've got two extreme parties, um, one of which which ha hasn't shed its diabolical association and the other one which has gained a bit of it. Um, so for Amash, it puts itself as kind of in the middle and kind of accepting on any anyone who's a bit worried about the extremes. This can be really good. Um, if, however, this kind of Amar kind of declines or makes some really big political mistake, um, this means that if the left hasn't sabotaged itself completely, or if the unbroken have the unbound haven't sabotaged themselves completely, you will potentially end up with you know, one and two, um, you know, French rally and the un the unbound, and that means voting for one of those. Uh, so I think it's mainly about Amar doing continuing to do well. Um, if it does, then the other parties will continue to suffer from this kind of fighting um, and they'll kind of just reap the rewards of people just too worried about what's happening on the outside. Um, so very dependent on political maneuvering by Macron, in part perhaps why he's being so careful with all of this. Uh, he, after all, he wasn't at the march. Uh, he decided just to make some kind of statement, but there's some like political image questions about it and the present, the status of the president of the republic but um there's a lot of yeah probably like low uh profile uh political maneuvering by our march trying to just uh stay out of this and just remain within the first or second top political powers that should be enough so things could be really stable if our march doesn't screw it up mm. and well just very briefly then because we've only got a few minutes um what is the view of um since we're you know the theme of the channel for the last week has been the war in Israel. What do you think France is broadly in favor like, of, of Israel's right to defend itself or are they more sympathetic to Hamas or, or Palestinians, let's say? Um, what's the kind of national mood in that sense? Um, that's a very complex question um, with a lot. Yeah, I'd have to go in, in depth about the French theory of geopolitics, which is quite unique. Um, but essentially, uh, one of my favorite geopolitical um, analysts on the French side said Macron's policy, and this is about Macron's policy, not as much about France. Macron will more or less follow what kind of is happening in political mood in France, but generally do his thing. Um, Macron's policy is to speak to everyone. Um, he essentially wants France to look like um, an influential party in the world whose opinions are taken into account, not from a military point of view, but because it's kind of a, it's a mediator and it's therefore um, like ready to do some uh, multipolar diplomacy. Um, so even though Macron kind of went to Israel and supported Netanyahu, I think he also met the president of the PLO, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, and that, that's his thing. He just speaks to everyone and tries to just make himself important to everyone. Um, does I don't think France really cares, um, like or France, the French particular class cares sufficiently about Israel um, or, or what happened. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, they, they care, but it's it's not a big moral issue that makes them question themselves. Uh, the big question is, what's the role of France? And France is not in danger. This is not a danger to France. Yeah, there's some violence within within France, and it's, it's the biggest Jewish um, community in Europe. But um, it's not a danger to France. In the same way, for example, it's not in the same way as Ukraine, right? Um, Ukraine for France is a strategic asset, and France has kind of come out and done like things in regard to Russia and Ukraine that it will never do in regard to Israel. Um, Russia and Ukraine is we really set it up on one side. In regard to Israel, it's once he's up more as a mediator, again, a man important to everyone. That's, uh, in short, what the French uh, foreign policy looks like on this. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, uh, the show has just got 60 seconds left, so we're going to go to the reality show. Just everyone hang around for that. Um, and thanks for joining me, Antoine. That was fun. Pleasure.